It's just two weeks out and we've got your gift at Macy's One Day Sale. With over 25,000 deals of the day, in-store and online, like PJs for the whole fam. Now $4.99 to $19.99. Have a jet setter on your gift list? Samsonite luggage is 60 to 65% off. How about a home chef? Give a KitchenAid Classic Stand Mixer for just $189.99. Tuesday and Wednesday at Macy's. Savings of sale prices, exclusions apply. Macy's Star Rewards members can earn towards Star Money. Ask your store associate or visit Macy's.com slash Star Money for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another show of ISPS Radio. It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're here in Miami, Florida at the ISPS headquarters right across the street from the AAA arena. Um, Big, big, big show tonight. We have a special guest from Fisher Law Firm. You can follow them on Twitter at Fisher Law Firm. Mr. John Fisher, we're going to be talking to him a little bit later about the liabilities of of, uh, swinging a shaved bat. Um, But first, let's uh, pay some bills and hear a little bit from our sponsors. Hey, everyone. This is Manuel Ferrero reminding you to visit our sponsor, Muchera Sports, at Muchera.com, the most innovative baseball and softball performance gear the base pass have ever seen. Muchera is the official sliding pants of ISPS. When you visit Muchera.com, make sure you remember to use the ISPS discount code. Simply put ISPS and receive 10% off your order. Uh, Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., we have the ISPS radio show. If you want to call in and talk to to our guests or call and talk to our host, myself, uh, the guest call-in number is area code 347-637-3978. Again, that number is area code 347-637. Three seven three nine seven eight. You could also find us on Twitter at ISPSO, and our special guest for today is at Fisher Law Firm. That's F I S C H E R L A W F I R M. Fisher Law Firm, Mr. John Fisher, which we uh, we we will be speaking to him a little bit later about the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat. But uh, if you missed any of our previous shows and also the uh, Dr. Ray Hot Corner segment on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., you can go to blog talk radio forward slash ISPSO and also on our, on our website, uh, ISPSsoftball.com. You can follow the links there, and there's a, um, there's a list of all the previous shows, um, the East Coast shows, on Tuesday nights, as well as the Hot Corner segment with Dr. Ray on Thursday nights, which is not, it's no longer a segment. He has his own show now on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also coming soon, the West Coast show with 
toe-to-toe softball very own Mr. Corey Ryder. Big shout-outs to Corey Ryder in Southern California. Uh, so a lot of great topics, a lot of great information. Check out all the uh, previous shows from the ISPS radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, like uh, most of you know, um, we gave out the World Champion Rings from 2013 to uh, Easy Way and Blackout. If you want to check out the rings, um, very, very proud of these guys, and they are very excited to uh, ch- to wear their rings. They're the 2013 ISPS World Championship rings to uh, Team Easy Way and Team Blackout. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, wear them proud. If you want to check out some pictures, go to our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash ISPSO. Also on our Instagram, at ISPSO, or our website, ISPSsoftball.com. The uh, winner, winner World Championships was a couple weeks ago. Want to give a big shout out to Hitmen. They went four and zero in the Winter World Championships, and uh, we just ordered their Winter World Championship rings today. As a matter of fact, or yes, well, we submitted the payment today, so uh, expect them to be in in a few weeks. Um, we will have a ring ceremony for you guys. And biggest shout out to Manny Sanchez, the uh, manager of Hitman. Congratulations to uh, Manny and the guys out there. They went 4 0 in the Winter World Championships and they won it over there in Fort Lauderdale on March 1st. Congratulations. Uh, big shout out to Abra, uh, excuse me, Abraham Aleman in uh, Puerto Rico. They are having a great season over there in Puerto Rico. The uh, all the teams from all over the island, um, Ceramica, Viajeros, Los Lobos, uh, the Atleticos, Los Alacranes, all the teams out there, 22, Peposos, uh, Los Fiebrus. I want to give a shout out to all those teams. I'm sure I'm missing a few. There's a lot of teams in that in that league. It's a 44 game season, 44 game long season over there for each of those teams. So um, expect some more information coming out of the island of Puerto Rico coming soon. And I believe they have about three or four of those teams coming in November to the ISPS World Championships, which is just 234 days away. It's November 1st weekend in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um Puerto Rico is actually, I believe, sending three or four teams to represent the island of Puerto Rico to the World Championships. So uh, for more information on that, the ISPS World Championships has its own website. Go to ispsworlds.com for more information on that. And you could also download the new ISPS mobile app there at the bottom of that page. Uh, for more information on that, visit ispsworlds.com. You're listening to the ISPS East Coast Radio Show with your host, Manuel Ferrero. We're on live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the ISPS Radio Channel on Blog Talk Radio. 
Send us your questions by Twitter at ISPSO or Facebook.com forward slash ISPSO. Or if you want to go live on the show, call the guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Again, that number to call is area code 347-637-3978. And make sure you listen to all the new shows as well as the old ones on the new ISPS mobile app from our website. Hitting Jacket is the official training tool and on-deck weights of ISPS. You've seen them at our World Championships. You've also seen them at our City of Miami Invitational Tournament. Hitting Jacket improves your bat speed, your strength and power, increases ball exit velocity. Hit live batting practice with it on. You see immediate results and it's very, very easy to use. Visit HittingJacket.com and make sure you use the coupon code ISPSHJ10 for 10% off your complete order at HittingJacket.com. Again, that coupon code is ISPSHJ10. Whatever bat and ball sport you play, Pop Toss has a pitching machine that will help your swing and improve your hitting. Visit them at 21stCenturyBattingTees.com and make sure you use the promo code ISPS for exclusive discounts to ISPS radio listeners and also ISPS ballplayers. ISPS is the 21st Century Batting Tee. Remember, visit them at 21stCenturyBattingTees.com and use the promo code ISPS. Now, the number to call in tonight is 347-637-3978. A little bit later, we're going to be talking to John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm about the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat. I know it's a very, very hot topic in the slow-pitch softball community. Uh, John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm is a new sponsor of ISPS and ISPS Radio. I'm sure you're going to be listening to some promos very soon uh, about the law firm and where you could contact them. But tonight he's on specifically to speak about the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat. But first I want to remind you all that on Thursday night right here on ISPS Radio, but at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can listen to The Hot Corner with Dr. Ray Tomos. If you have any questions, anything about sports, current events, also uh, baseball fantasy, he's a he's a baseball fantasy nerd, so uh, he's going to kill me for saying that on live air, but he is. He's a, he's a six or seven time in a row champion, um, so he really knows his baseball, fantasy baseball stuff. So if you have any questions for him, also, he's the official chiropractor of ISPS Radio, so if you have any serious, uh, you know, ailments or any type of questions you may want to ask him, uh, you could also tweet him at Dr. Ray T, or you could call on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. It's the same number. It's area code 347-637-3978. I want to give a big shout-out to Hitting Jacket. Hitting Jacket is the official training tool and on-deck weight of ISPS. Um, 
some of our leagues and some of our tournaments, uh, they have them out there, uh, the on-deck weights, and uh, we've, we've had nothing but positive comments about the product. Check them out, hittingjacket.com, and make sure you use the ISPS uh, discount code. Simply put, ISPS. Um, also wanted to mention, if you play slow pitch softball in the state of Florida, the 2014 Florida ISPS tournament schedule, uh, the complete 2014 tournament schedule is online. So uh, check it out at ISPSsoftball.com. Um, we got all, you know, all the way through December 20th, which will be the last tournament of 2014 for ISPS. So check it out. It's at ISPSsoftball.com. Um, for those of you that want to become an ISPS certified trainer and get featured as a certified ISPS trainer online and work with ISPS um, and working with ISPS training players, uh, there will be just one training course in Florida. It will be April 27th in Miami, Florida. For more information, visit our website, ISPSsoftball.com. I uh, want to give some upcoming leagues and tournaments. Um, <clears throat> there's an ISPS Men's Open League in Green Acres, Florida, currently going on um, in West Palm Beach. For all, all these tournaments and leagues, you can visit our website, ISPSsoftball.com. I'm just telling you what's, what's going on, what's available. Um, there's an ISPS Miami co-ed leagues in Kendall Indian Hammocks going on on Friday nights as well as Chapman Field on Friday nights. Um, but to tell you the truth, you have a better chance of getting into the Kendall Indian Hammocks uh, league because the Chapman Field is currently locked up and full. Uh, the 2014 ISPS Florida NIT is March 22nd. Um, we will be giving away the orange NIT rings for that tournament to the winners. So uh, check it out. It's March 22nd. Then April 5th, we have the Spring Fling in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We have a men's upper and a men's lower as well as co-ed. That's April 5th in Fort Lauderdale. Like I said earlier, the trainer course is April 27th. If you want to become a certified ISPS trainer, then we go to Iowa starting May 10th <clears throat> in Oskaloosa, Iowa. We have May 10th, June 28th, and July 12th. We will have a Woodbat Points Builder Tournament in Oskaloosa, Iowa. So that is May 10th, June 28th, and July 12th in Iowa. Then we head over to Canada for July 24th. We will have the Woodbat Canadian Nationals as well as August 21st, the Canadian National Championships. Um, we go to Waterloo, Iowa on July 26th for a points builder tournament, and then we finish off in Iowa. The state championships will be September 6th before the ISPS World Championships on November 1st weekend down here in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, coming up next, the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat with John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm. Um, very, very hot topic on the slow pitch softball community. 
Um, we will have a lot of information. He is a lawyer down here in South Florida. So uh, if you're interested or if you uh, have your doubts or if you've ever swung a shaved bat or thinking about getting a shaved bat, uh, I suggest you listen in and at least, you know, get some information from tonight's show. Uh, we'll be right back with John Fisher right after these words. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can listen in to and call in the ISPS East Coast Radio Show. Call in at area code 347-637-3978 or send us your questions on Twitter at ISPSO. Also, don't forget to call in area code 347-637-3978 and talk to the doctor, Dr. Ray Tomos, now on his very own show every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Also, right here on ISPS Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, call in at area code 347-637-3978. Again, that number is 347 347- Six three seven three nine seven eight, or tweet us at ISPSO or at Dr. Ray T to contact the show. You're listening to the ISPS East Coast Radio Show with your host, Manuel Ferrero. We're on live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the ISPS Radio Channel on Blog Talk Radio. Send us your questions by Twitter at ISPSO or Facebook.com forward slash ISPSO. Or if you want to go live on the show, call the guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Again, that number to call is area code 347-637-3978. And make sure you listen to all the new shows as well as the old ones on the new ISPS mobile app from our website. Whatever bat and ball sport you play, Pop Toss has a pitching machine that will help your swing and improve your hitting. Visit them at 21stCenturyBattingTees.com and make sure you use the promo code ISPS for exclusive discounts to ISPS radio listeners and also ISPS ballplayers. ISPS is the 21st Century Batting Tee. Remember, visit them at 21stCenturyBattingTees.com and use the promo code ISPS. Now, tonight's subject is the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat. Uh, welcome back to the show, or welcome if you're just listening in. The uh, number to call in is area code 347-637-3978. Tonight's special guest is John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm. Uh, if you have any um, legal issues or you want to have uh, some consultation, please contact him at 954-563-8111. And also you can find him on Twitter at Fisher Law Firm. Uh, and also visit him on his website, J.P. Fisher Law. John, are you on tonight? Thank you for coming. I'm here, Manny. Thanks for having me. John, we'll get right into the subject for tonight, um, the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat. 
you play slow pitch softball, I don't know how long you've been playing slow pitch softball, but I'm pretty sure you've heard of the uh, issues with Shay's bats. Uh, we ourselves have uh, turned one of our leagues down here in South Florida, testing out the waters for, with wood bats, which, as you know, it's it's it actually hurts you if you alter any type of in any type of way a wood bat um, to try to clean up the uh, shade bat epidemic that's down here in South Florida. Uh, so we, we're very, very glad to have you on our show and, and speaking about the, the liabilities of swinging a shade bat. For those listeners or for those uh, players out there in, in the slow-paced softball community who just want to know more or they don't know or, um, you know, they just want to want some information. So, um why don't you first introduce yourself and, and tell us where they could find you and, um, you know, a little bit about yourself. You know, again, many mentioned my name's John Fisher. Um, I, you know, I have a, my own practice up in based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but I live down in Miami. Um, you, you can reach me uh, on my website, www.jpfisherlaw.com, and you can reach me by phone at 954-563-8111. Um, you know, my practice, uh, you know, focuses primarily – on uh, plaintiff's personal injuries. So the, the liability for, you know, shaved bats and the injuries that can result from that is, is something that, you know, you know, I haven't personally had, you know, um, any cases involving that, but, you know, there, there is some issues and concerns there, you know, with obviously with the growing, you know, issues regarding safety of, of slope softball players. <clears throat> and, and I think, you know, you know, we talk about shaved bats, but I, I really think that, there's the doctoring of bats is more encompassing than just um, shaved bats because I think there's there's different various techniques you know that everyone knows about um, whether it's taking a in a bat that's not sanctioned for a particular league play painting it to appear that it's another bat um, and loading a bat or shaving the bat and you know these techniques are different um, than the accelerated break-in techniques like the rolling and the compression on the composite bats that um, you know, increase that trampoline effect. So I, I guess, you know, what we need to, to, to kind of talk about first is, is basically what happens when you alter a bat. Um, you know, for instance, and I'm going to use as a base point uh, for much of the discussion tonight, I focus on the uh, the ASA uh, guidelines and the protocols they have for approval of their bat. Um, you know, from what I've looked at, the the ASA guidelines provide that the exit speed off the bat has to be about 98 miles per hour. Now, with slight variations, you know, you can get that better flex in the barrel of the bat to create a larger trampoline effect, thereby increasing the exit speed. And that's that's what really gives these bats, you know, when these, you talk about a hot bat, it really comes off, you know, the bat at, at such a high rate of speed that the issue really is the ability for the players at the, at the corners and the, at the pitchers, um, their ability to react uh, to a ball that's hit. You know, I, I was actually looking at a study, and they say that a pitcher has, re- has less than half of a second to react to a ball, and that's just under normal conditions. So once you add the hit from a shade bat, that's what increases the potential chance for risk and, and, and for injury. Um, and with, with, with a shaving technique, and, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, with, with a composite bat, you can remove the end cap. 
um, and it, the inside is hollow. And what you do is you take a lathe and you remove some of the inside of the material to basically make that aluminum wall to bat that much thinner. And, and it doesn't have to be a large amount. You know, studies have shown that um, just a small amount of, of, of material that's removed uh, greatly increases the that, that trampoline effect. And I was actually reading there was a uh, there's a physicist at Penn State that that works on these bats, and he he basically the increase uh, is really you know we're talking about up to 100 and 105 miles per hour, um, and, and you know even in the younger kids with the bats, not slow pitch softball, but it gets up to about 150 miles per hour. So, I mean this is this is something that creates the problems uh, of of injuries that are associated with getting hit with a ball, um, that, and that's something that from a liability standpoint people need to be aware of. Now I'm not saying that you know swinging a shade bat every time you're going to hurt somebody, but the problem is if and when you do you open yourself up to the potential for some sort of liability, um, whether that be criminally or, or, or civilly. Now, I'm not a criminal attorney. Um, I, I practice primarily in the, in the civil realm, you know, but I have a little bit of knowledge in, from the criminal standpoint that, you know, a potential person who gets injured can be liable, um, at least under the, the laws of the state of Florida. And and what I what I found out is the – you know, there's assault, there's a battery. Um, generally, a person's not going to be found responsible for that, but there's, there's a particular statute in Florida that talks about culpable negligence. And that's really, you know, it's kind of similar to, to being civilly negligent. Um, by using and operating the shaved bat, you, you're creating a dangerous condition. Um, you know, it, and, and some people would argue, and I know that, you know, I, I've talked to other people that would say, it's, you know, essentially you're using a weapon. And by using this, this weapon, people get hurt, um, and it opens them. I think I think it, you know, if, if you, it, it reads as whoever through culpable negligence exposes another person to personal injury commits a misdemeanor of the second degree. So, I mean, that's it. If somebody's injured as a result of your negligence by using a shade bat in a tournament, you open yourself up to at least a second degree misdemeanor uh, in the criminal realm. Now, John, we have a couple of um, couple of questions here. First, mm -hmm. we have Shelly from New Jersey. He wants to know how do you guys take care of a problem of the problem with shaved bats? I guess he's uh, I guess he's at, trying to ask uh, the association. But how, John, in your in your legal expertise, how would you try to take care of this problem with the shaved bats? Well, I mean, the, the thing is this. The problem with shaved bats is you can't really tell, at least by a visual inspection, that they're shaved. I mean, the only way to, to really uh, know that information is to do the, 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 the testing. And, and we've seen the compression machines that are brought out to test uh, for that trampoline effect to see if they fail or if they pass. And I know that the ASA and U-Trip, they've been cracking down for instance, um, at ASA Nationals, they tested it, and if the bat fails and they tested it and it's found to be altered, that individual player is banned for two years from all ASA-sanctioned competitions. Now, if the, the player can refuse to give the bat, but that bans them for a year. 
So it, it's kind of like, you know, if you if you don't submit to a sobriety test, you don't get a DUI, but you lose your license for a year. So it's almost like a penalty for, you know, not providing that that bad. And and there's really, I mean, there's really no way, from an individual standpoint, to 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 get rid of this shade fast. I mean, the only thing you can do is realize that, look, they're becoming more and more prevalent. Um, Technology is making them much more easier, better to be deceptive in, in having them, that you need to protect yourself. I mean, you know, the, my, I pitch, but I don't wear the protective gear as I should, and I would recommend that most people at the very minimum wear some sort of face mask, and even that could apply to those individuals playing third base when they play in those tournaments where it's known or, it's you know, there's no testing, and, and it's safe to assume that the bats are going to be there. I mean, you know, it, it's very hard from an individual standpoint to um, prevent those type of shave bats from being put in play. Well, yeah, the only other way would be to, you know, do a hit my stick or provide the bats. Or like like we've been doing at some of our major tournaments down here, we, we have a uh, bat testing machine and we test the compression of, of the bats before the tournament even starts. I mean, you know, it's there's so much you could do. There's you know, there's some professionals out there that they shave a bat right to the point of just barely passing, and you know, by the end of the tournament, it, it might not pass. Um, we have another question, uh, John, coming in from Jay from Plantation, which is which is a, a question that I ask all the time. It, it's, the power is in the bat manufacturers, and Jay wants to know why do the bat companies allow them? Why not fix the problem when making the bat? Which goes back to my original thought: Why don't they just make it a solid piece, no end cap at the end? Well, we, we, you know, we actually talked about this the other night. The reason they don't do this is a durability issue. When you modify and alter the bat and you shave the inside, you, you reduce the number of swings you have in the bat. Ultimately, the bat breaks and you have to buy a new one. I mean, these manufacturers, I mean, look, they're, 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 not, they're not idiots. They're there to make money. It's a business. So if you go in there, you modify the bat, they don't care. They're not liable. They're not responsible for any alterations you do. In fact, if you look at a lot of the people that will shave or roll the bats for you, you have to sign a waiver releasing them of any liability if something were to go wrong and if someone was injured. So it's really just, you know, a simple, you know, supply and demand issue is, is that they know that if people are out there modifying these bats, they're going to break sooner and they're going to have to go out and buy a new one. And, and that's that's really the simple, the truth about it. It's all about, you know, making money for them. Now, do you think the bat companies will ever, you know, face the problem and, and try to fix it and, 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 you know, unitedly go to like a uh, a one-piece, solid-piece bat? Um, I mean, I, I, we, we can hope. I mean, I think that as this situation progressively gets worse, you know, with the, the leagues, what's going to happen is the ASA and U-Trip and, and these players make it to the point they're going to say, okay, well, we can't use these bats because they're too easily to alter and they're too susceptible to modification. And with the exposure to dangers, we don't want them to be used. And then the bat manufacturer will change. I mean, this happened back in... I guess it was 2007 I was reading an article where all of the composite bats failed the test and they had to redo them because what's a lot of the, what we know is when we use a composite bat, it actually gets the more you use it and break it in, the hotter it gets. So it may actually, you know, 
be fine at the beginning, but as you may not even modify it, and as it goes forward, it becomes hotter and actually would fail many of those compression tests. Um, you know, so we they it make it to a situation where again, you know, the bats are banned, people can't use them in those leagues, so they're not buying them, and then they may may decide, okay, well maybe we need to modify um, the way we we design it and make it one solid piece with a, a solid end cap. Well, we hope they try to fix the problem somehow, some way, dude. Um, the other thing, you know, we could maybe even the parks could try to get in at the at the level of the parks where the parks would try to intervene and because wouldn't the parks become also liable if somebody gets hurt? Um, potentially. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, those situations are always fact-specific, and the majority of the leagues that i played in and tournaments that i played in, that when you go and you submit to a team, that you sign a waiver. Um, and what that waiver does is you're releasing the park and, you know, the people putting on the league of any liability from any injury that you may suffer. Um, and, and this is a commonplace because, obviously, look, softball is a dangerous sport, so is baseball. Um, you know, we I looked at an article looking at the, the, the injuries per sport, and obviously there's there's less injuries in softball and baseball, but the most serious requiring surgery is in baseball and softball. And actually one in one in eight injuries in baseball to the head and the face. I mean, this and this a lot of it is from balls being hit back and hitting players. And, and this is something that, you know, it's inherently dangerous. It's inherent for the person to be injured. And so there's a little bit of, of an assumption of the risk by the person by playing softball. Like, look, you open yourself up to be hit, you got, and you have to take steps to protect yourself. Um, but the parts, you know, if there's no live or waiver of liability, if they know that bats are being used and they they refuse to test and somebody gets hurt, there may be liability there. I mean, I I, I would have to, you know, again, that's 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 very fact specific. So, in order to to protect themselves, that's why there's there's waivers that are constantly signed for for all of these events. Well, let me ask you this next question coming from uh, Maximo Soto from Florida. He wants to know, what are the consequences of breaking another player's bones while using a shaved bat versus a legit bat? If you're using a legit bat, there's not going to be any liability. You know, you're, you're, what you're using, <clears throat> like that gets into the issue again that, look, softball is inherently dangerous. There may be accidents. You may get injuries. You may catch a ball. I mean, look, there's people that can hit the ball, you know, with a legit bat like monsters, and, you know, people can get hurt. But it it changes when you get into the fact that people are using these altered bats. They know they're altered bats. It's creating more of a trampoline effect. It's changing what people should expect to be exposed to, at least from a danger standpoint, And, and that's what really changes the liability is you using this modified bat, which creates a, a, a more of a danger to that player than should be reasonably expected. And, and that's where the liability would potentially come from, is that use of the shaved bat when you injure somebody. Right. Well, I mean, dude, it, it's the bats are manufactured for specific field dimensions, I believe. You know, once you you alter that that tool, but you you still keep the dimensions of the field and the dimensions of the bases. You know, potentially you keep the dimensions of of the the farness of 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 how close you know the players are to the batter. 
then you alter that bat, the, the ball is going to come out at a much higher velocity, and, and the players are just not going to have any chance. Um, you know, if they're still at the same dimensions as, as how the, the game is supposed to be played. Um, the other thing is maybe maybe you could chime in on this and give your opinion. I spoke to my Puerto Rican director and also my Argentinian director, and and they, in those two South America countries, they they don't even they don't even know about this. This is something totally new. Uh, the Puerto Ricans just heard about this last year when they came over here to the World Championships about, you know, altering of bats and stuff. But it, it seems to me that it's more of a of an American issue. Um, why do you think that is, uh, Mr. Fisher? Well, I mean, I've been playing, you know, over 10 years now. This is not something, you know, this has really taken off. And, and really before I even moved to South Florida did I even know about the alterations of that, not to say that that's just South Florida, but I'm just saying I've been down here now five years and it's really picked up in the past few years. I mean, look, we as a, as a, and I don't know if this is just an American, but we as people like, to have, you know, that edge. You know, once we, we get something, you know, and the shave bat, it gives you that edge. I mean, you're talking 30 to 50 foot, you know, more distance, uh, an increased velocity off the bat, which makes it harder to catch. I mean, you know, the line drives your rip. And, you know, so it, may, it gives you, you know, that stroke uh, from a batting standpoint that you may not have without it. And so that's what makes it something that, that's appealing to those players because you have the players that may not – have really played baseball growing up, or may not have done the things they've done, so they don't they don't have the, the natural mechanics for it, and they can come out there use an altered bat and and, and hit, hit the crap out of the ball. And and I think that that's something that um, you know we as Americans we we always want that edge. We want we want to find it, and, and I think that's something that's easy to do. It's easy to find. There's there's so many people doing it now that you know once it's readily accessible like this, that you know people are just going to take advantage of it. Um, and and I I don't see it you know being abated at any time moving forward. Well, I mean, I, I just think that's a little bit, a little bit sorry on our part, you know, like, um, you know, instead of trying to get better, you know, the natural way our, our society wants to get better, like, like for instance, in major league baseball, these guys, they don't want to get better the natural way. They want to get better using steroids. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not condoning it or anything, but I, I just think um, there's other ways of, of of trying to get better, man. And, um, you know, God forbid one day somebody out there that you know gets hurt or, you know, maybe when we leave this game for, for future generations and, and you know, I, I don't want to see my kid eventually play slow pitch softball and, and get hit with a safe bat. You know, I, I, I really... I don't want to want to see anybody get hit, um, let alone dive. You know, from a from a from a ball being hit with a with an altered bat. I mean, it's, it's really it really sucks. Um, Angel Flores from Puerto Rico is uh, telling us that we should all switch to B45 wood bats. Thank you, Angel Flores from Puerto Rico, and uh, give a shout out to B45 Yellow Birch Wood Bats, one of our sponsors. Um, for our wood bat tournament and some of our leagues down here in South Florida. Uh, John, what do you think about wood bats? Um, I know you play in a wood bat league. What do you What do you think about slow pitch softball wood bats? Uh, honestly, uh, it's 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 fun. 
You know, with the Woodbat League, you know, it makes you it makes you have to hit hit better. You know, it's you know, for me at least with swinging a Woodbat, it's it's less forgiving than the metal. You know, and that's one of the you know the, the another tool for the Shea bats. It creates a greater sweet spot. So when you're swinging these Woodbats, you know, you have to really hone in your skills and and take take your hits and and your cuts when you can and make them the best you can because it it is not forgiving. And you know what? It's still fun, you know, and there's still people that are out there. um, I mean, they're hitting ropes off the fence still, which to me, I mean, that's just as sweet of a contact as you can get, you know. So there's abilities to, you know, use the natural mechanics and and play, and it's still an enjoyable game. um, And and it decreases the damage and the the potential for, for injury, uh, than, than using the metal bat with, with still maintaining the, the good competition. Um, now let me, uh, we have a uh, caller in. Caller, state your name and where you're calling from. Hello? I believe we lost the caller. Let me, uh, we have another caller on the line. Uh, caller, state your name and where you're calling from. Danny Villa, Miami, Florida. Danny Villa, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. You have a question for uh, Mr. Fisher? No, no, I was listening in. I wanted to listen to what was going on. Well, okay, not a problem. I'll uh, leave you on hold so you can listen in. Well, Fisher, I mean, it's a very, very popular subject. Oh, hold on, we have another caller on the line. Give me one second. Caller, welcome to the show. State your name and where you're calling from. Hello, caller? I guess everybody's shy tonight, but um I guess they're just listening in to the to the show on the uh on the line. But um John, very popular subject. I mean the liabilities of, of uh swinging a shaved bat. Um I guess if you want to recap a little bit for these new listeners that we have on the show tonight, but um, basically I I really wanted to ask you what was the outcome of that ASA case that you were mentioning earlier? Um, Yeah, the ASA um, has really taken upon themselves to try to rectify some of the issues regarding the uh, doctoring of these bats. So what they've done, is actually go after the bat doctors. And and they've done it really in an interesting way is they've done it under, as, as a federal crime, they do it under a uh, copyright and patent infringement uh, case against these particular uh, doctors for altering the bat or putting a sticker on a bat that's not, in fact, certified or painting the bat and doing those types of things. And, and there was actually there's a, there's a, been a few cases filed by the ASA in, in federal court in Oklahoma against some of these bat doctors, and up into which, you know, early as 2000, up and you know, to lately in 2012, where the the courts have awarded judgments against these bat doctors for in the amount of around hundred thousand dollars, and and I really think that, you know, maybe the trend moving forward as as really the potential not from you know from the from the injury standpoint of the player swinging the bat but for those creating and making and then doctoring these bats that 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 the manufacturers may begin or at least the league organizations start coming after these players 
Um, and what I, what I particularly thought it was interesting about the orders, they required them to provide every person that ever bought one, every person that ever sold one, all the people that were involved, um, so they can really, you know, smoke out everyone that's in fact doing this. And I mean, that's, I've only seen that in, in, in Oklahoma because obviously that's where ASA is located, but there's nothing to say that this can't, you know, trend can't continue into other avenues and other areas uh, for those, you know, altering the bats. Wow. Incredible. Um, John, hold on one second. We have another caller on the line. Caller, state your name and where you're calling from. Joshua Souza from Ohio. Joshua Souza from Ohio. Thanks for calling in tonight. Do uh, you have a question for Mr. Fisher? Yeah, I don't know if the topic was covered earlier. I, I'm actually uh, a little late to the call, but I just was wondering, I know like Eastern and some other companies were actually doing some things where if the bat was altered, um, you actually can see a color change. Is that still going to be a trend as well? Um, now, I actually don't know offhand if I've seen, you know, I actually didn't read anything about that uh, in regards to the color change, you know, because what what I would think that, though, when you're removing material from the inside, I don't know how that would change the color properties on the outside. It may be well, for those individuals. I, what it was, trying to, I guess it was. Sorry, I guess it was where the cap was removed. I had read something a couple of years ago. If the cap was removed on certain eastern bats, it was going to result in some sort of a, of a change that you would recognize. Uh, well, if if that's the case, then that would be something that at least they are, if they are doing that, those are the types of proactive steps that are at least attempting to, you know, affect the issue. But I would, I would think that, look, if these guys can completely paint bats and make them look like other bats, they, they'd probably be able mm-hmm. to, to, you know, change, you know, take care of that color change on the cap. Right, right, right. Well, I'm glad they're doing something to protect the players. Well, I, I you know, I mean, it's, it's moving forward. I mean, someone has to, I mean, you know, it's, you know, you know, injuries from being hit by these balls, um, you know, is something that's that's readily there, and and it's not just in slow pitch softball. I mean, we're seeing this at the the high school level, excuse me, high school level, the NCAA level. You know, they're they're changing. You know, in fact, the way they look at these bats, and I, and I think that with the way the process used to be, they'd always look at the the batted ball exit speed. They'd look at the speed at which the ball came off the bat. Now, why they're they're changing that because that's not really reflective of the actual uh, you know mechanics of, of hitting off of that particular bat. They, they're changing to and they've called it a batted ball coefficient of restitution, which which tests that that trampoline effect that I mentioned. That the compression on the wall, um, if there's if there's a large compression, that energy from the pitch will will not be displaced. And so what it measures is basically it measures. The, the energy that goes in and the energy that it comes off. So that way they can really test it to see that trampoline effect and try to cut down um, on those types of bats, even up at those levels. So I, I think that, you know, organizations and, you know, even at alternate levels, they're, they're really acknowledging the safety risk and, and trying to be proactive to protect these players. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you, Joshua, for that very uh... – very interesting question, and um, Fisher, it's a, been a very, very interesting show, man, very popular show. Um, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, do you want to remind everybody where they could contact you, where they could reach you, uh, what type of uh, services uh, you provide? Um, go ahead. 
Oh, sure. Uh, you know, thanks again, everyone, for listening. To, you know, it's a great topic, you know, you know, talking about this issue. I'm a player. I've been a player. I'm going to continue to be a player. So it's something that I enjoy talking about. But, uh, you know, again, my name is John Fisher. I'm, I'm, I'm the sole practitioner uh, owning of over of the Fisher Law Firm. And you can find me uh, online, www.jpfisherlaw.com, and that's F-I-S-C-H-E-R, strange spelling. But you can reach me on the phone at 954-563-8111, and then you can also follow me on Twitter at Fisher Law Firm. And, uh, John, a little bit off subject, have you come up with a uh, a law firm motto or a law firm slogan <laughs> yet for your... <laughs> Or the law firm. Remember no, the one that I, I actually suggested? haven't come. Co- co- I haven't actually come up with remember? one yet. Do you remember oh, you the one the, that I suggested? No, no, I don't actually. Remind me again. What what was the one? You want me to remind you? Yeah, Fisher remind me. Fisher law again. firm. Fisher law firm. You fish them, we fry them. Right. There you go. I like that. You know, considering I do plaintiff's personal injury. Fisher law firm. You fish them, I fry them. I like that. <laughs> um, no, John, I think um, I really think that we're going to have to uh, invite you on the show again tonight. We're getting uh, a lot of callers, a lot of messages. I'm sure we're going to receive a lot more um, questions over the coming weeks with the people that listen in to the uh, replays. Um, but I would love to have you back on the show. Um, this has been—it's been a very, very popular subject, man. And uh, you have a lot of interesting information. And I'm—I'm I'm pretty sure um, maybe next time you'll have some more information. This very popular subject. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's a big topic. It's a—it's a topic that's going to be around at least, you know, for the for the next few years to come. And. And it's a good topic to discuss. So anytime you guys you want to welcome me back on the show, I'll be there. Great. Um, thank you again, John Fisher, for being on the show tonight. You can reach him at 954-563-8111. Again, that number is 954-563-8111, Fisher Law Firm. You could also follow them at Fisher Law Firm on Twitter. Um, we'll be right back after this. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can listen in to and call in the ISPS East Coast Radio Show. Call in at area code 347-637-3978 or send us your questions on Twitter at ISPSO. Also, don't forget to call in area code 347 347- Six three seven three nine seven eight, and talk to the doctor, Dr. Ray Tomos, now on his very own show every Thursday night at 7 p.m., also right here on ISPS Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, call in at area code 347-637-3978. Again, that number is 347-637-3978, or tweet us at I-S-P-S-O, or at Dr. Ray T to contact the show. You're listening to the ISPS East Coast Radio Show with your host, Manuel Ferrero. We're on live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the ISPS Radio Channel on Blog Talk Radio. 
Send us your questions by Twitter at ISPSO or Facebook.com forward slash ISPSO. Or if you want to go live on the show, call the guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Again, that number to call is area code 347-637-3978. And make sure you listen to all the new shows as well as the old ones on the new ISPS mobile app from our website. I want to give a big shout-out to John Fisher from Fisher Law Firm. Uh, tonight's show has been a very, very popular subject, uh, the liabilities of swinging a shaved bat. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a lot of more uh, comments, questions, uh, opinions um, from our replays. So uh, send in your questions. You can send it directly to John at Fisher Law Firm, or directly to us on Twitter at ISPSO. You could also email us, info at ISPSSoftball.com. You can visit our website, ISPSSoftball.com, and also on our Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash ISPSO. I want to give a shout-out to uh, everybody who sends in questions today. Uh, Angel Flores, Danny Villa, actually Danny Villa did not, actually yes he did send in a question, but then he also called in to listen into the show on hold. Thanks for listening in, Danny. Uh, Joshua Sosa for calling in and asking that great question about the uh, bats that change colors. Um, and everybody else who called in. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, B45 Yellow Birch Wood Bats. Hitting Jacket, uh, Muchera, the official sliding pen of ISPS, and Pop Toss. Also, uh, my partner in crime, Dr. Ray T. Visit him at Dr. Ray T. on Twitter and also listen to his show on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio, ISPS Radio. Thank you very much, John Fisher, again from Fisher Law Firm. Um, if you have any questions, again, Tweet us at ISPSO, and we will invite John again uh, in a couple of weeks to uh, continue this great, great uh, subject. Thank you again for uh, listening in. This is Manuel Ferrero signing off. Peace.
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Holiday Inn Express wants to let you in on a little secret. There's still time to get at least 20% off at HolidayInExpress.com during our annual sale. We'll even throw in free breakfast. Just kidding. Breakfast is always included in your stay at Holiday Inn Express. Book now and save at HolidayInExpress.com. Terms apply. 